0: What do a presentation designer and a ship captain have in common? Mm. They both spend their jobs on decks.
1: Ah, That's a good one.
0: (laughs) Today on the show, we talk through the ins and outs of presentation design with Slide Express CEO Ravi Shaw. This is actually the second podcast we've done on this topic. And part of the reason we're coming back to it today is that a lot of entrepreneurs still don't know that presentation designers exist. Well, we wanna help fix that because I know firsthand that hiring a great presentation design agency can be a life-changing, or should I say company-changing experience. Sure, they'll save you a ton of stress and late nights fixing formatting, but most importantly, they'll help you and your company look good in the moments when it matters most. In our interview, I talked to Robbie about his time at McKinsey, his clients, which run the gamut from young startups to enormous names like Expedia and Gilead, as well as tips and trends related to today's funding explosion. We've got a lot of good stuff to go over, so let's get into it. One, two, go. Um, Robbie, you're the founder of Slide Express. You're based in Mumbai. Um, you know, you've been doing it for 12 years now. You've got you know 90 employees, your, your team, you and your team are producing 12 to 15,000 slides per month. It's amazing what you've built. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the beginning of Slide Express. How, how, did, how did you start it?:
1: So Slide Express, um, in some sense, happened by accident. The little bit of backstory behind it is I was a consultant with McKinsey and Company. I left the firm. I actually started my own branding and digital agency. This was way back in 2010, 2011, and uh, I started getting requests for helping me uh, helping my clients with presentations. Given that most of them were consultants, um, so we kind of started doing that without, honestly, without giving it a you know another thought. And that piece of the business kept growing, and before you knew it, our Organization was overtaken by doing presentations, and we rebranded ourselves to Slide Express. And uh, today we still have the branding and digital piece, but the presentation piece is the largest piece of our business. And then we also have uh, a research arm. When you first started off, what were were some of the aspects of building the business that were really challenging? Uh, I think there were two or three big challenges, right? Uh, Because this is a niche business, finding the right talent and the right people was a significant significant challenge. So if you're looking for, let's say, you know, if I'm in the market, you know, I want to hire a marketing manager. You have hundreds of marketing managers out there. Right. But you don't have that many folks who know how to design slides well. So we did hire some experienced folks, but we also had to uh, hire freshers, hire designers, and then train them uh, on how to make good slides and how to be good slide communicators. Uh, The other piece that was a challenge was uh, a lot of our clients are large companies, you know, private equity firms, uh, folks are sending us sensitive data um, so convincing them that their data is going to be secure with us, and and we are going to you know be able to give them the confidentiality that they require. So we invested a lot in our IT systems, in our processes, in our policies to give that comfort to our clients.
0: Tell me a little bit that scaling challenge is really interesting. I could imagine a small group of folks. And some of the other, you know, presentation design agencies that I've talked with, you know, you have a small group of really talented folks, but, you know, you're you know, pushing towards 100 people now. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what does that training look like? How does management, you know, how do, how do you manage that size of organization and, and really continue to produce really high
1: quality work? So I think that I think that's a great question. And honestly, uh, in some sense, that question is the cornerstone of what ensures our success and enables us to to give a certain level of quality uh, to a customer. So th- so there are two or three parts to it. So one is, let's say we hire freshers, we hire. Right, and tell me, you've, what, what's a, a fresher? Sorry, great. Sorry. Uh, a, a fresher is somebody who's fresh out of college right? Somebody who doesn't have any experience. Uh, You hire a fresher, you hire uh, an experienced PowerPoint designer. In both cases, they need to learn our way of presentation design and communications. A lot of our customers are ex-consultants from McKinsey, Bain, and BCG. Consultants are used to a certain style, a certain way, uh, certain what we call as golden rules, uh, it's important that anybody that we hire actually learn what those rules are and learn that style. So all of them would actually go through three months of training, right? So these are guys who will come into an or, who will come into an organization. Uh, depending on the level, there are different kinds of trainings, but they'll go to go through three months of training to ensure that, you know, we've kind of brought them up to a certain level. Uh, Once those three months are over, based on their capabilities and the output and the assessments that we do, we do another three months of on-the-job training. So they're actually then buddied up with, you know, a a live member of our team uh, and, and they start actually helping on actual client projects, but they're not given full responsibilities. So it's a six month process, uh, which actually makes sure that our guys get to a certain level before we are we expose them to client work. Um, And and you know what, there are times in the six months when we might find folks who, you know, do not meet the bar and and and, you know, you know, we would ask them to leave in that case.
0: And and is all of this training today happening remote? And how has that transition been for you and your team?
1: That transition was actually not that difficult. And I'll tell you why. Because even before uh, the pandemic hit, the way we are structured as an organization, uh, we are structured in teams, right? And what happened is, is and, and all the work would come in centrally, and then it's allocated to various teams based on the type of work, based on the client, based on the request, etc.
0: Are the teams like based on industry? Or how did, how did you create these teams?
1: No, the teams are not based on industry. The teams are actually based on, on our clients and the type of work. So there might be folks who might uh, uh, manage certain kind of clients and there might be other teams that may manage certain kind of, certain kind of work. So it's, based, it's a mix of clients as well as the type of work.
0: Like different styles of presentations.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dif- yeah. Yeah. So, so different styles of presentations. We have two or three different tiers. Oh, gotcha. Um, so it's based on that. I'll like, give you an example. There are folks who need uh, presentations for day-to-day use, right? Which is just kind of cleanup, formatting, that kind of stuff. And and there's a separate team that does that. Gotcha. And then we have a high-end team that does um, investor pitch decks and 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 the like. And, uh, and, you, and that's a different skill set. So that's a different team.
0: Hey, it's Lewis, your host. And I'm here to tell you that the startup stack is powered by Rocketplace. And when I say powered by, I mean that the guests on this show literally come from Rocketplace. Marketers, recruiters, software dev shops, accountants, designers, you name it. These folks are what makes this podcast great. And they're what makes Rocketplace great as well. So if you hear a tip you love or are thinking about a service you need, Rocketplace can help. We always include a link to our guest profile in the show notes. So that's a great place to start. Thanks, and back to the show. Maybe, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about for Slide Express, You I mean, you work with some of the largest companies in the world, but like, what's your bread and butter? What's the, what's the thing
1: that, you know, really, you know, drives the core of your business? So um, there are actually two aspects, right? This is as much... A service business, as it is a creative business, and let me just explain that if that's not very clear, right? Uh, sure, there's a there's a lot of creativity involved in designing slides, creating visual layouts, uh, making presentations look effective. We all have sat through presentations where you know it's it's you know it's three or four slides into the deck, and we are all on our phone or or WhatsApp or or you know you know you know checking out email and things like that, right? So our goal is to really design impactful decks that prevents that from happening. So that's one piece. The second piece, what we call as bread and butter, is the overnight turnaround time, right? A lot of our clients come with the expectation that if they send us their deck today, they need it back tomorrow, right? And they rely on us. And these are super senior clients uh, we're making decks for very important meetings. So if we drop the ball, that looks really badly on them. So we make sure that we are able to give them the design, the quality, and the fast turnaround, and they know they can depend on us. And it's this piece of business that's our bread and butter.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. Because you know, as I was thinking about your team based in India, you know, on the one hand, you could view that, you know, as you're talking, it's like, well, you know, we can work while the client is sleeping. That's a, that's an, that's a strength. You know, the weakness, the clear weakness is how do you do collaboration, right? What if you have a question, right? What if the uh, instructions aren't clear? How do, you, how do you deal with that? Client's expecting something in the morning. You know, how, how does the collaborative process work?
1: Uh, what we do do typically is... Uh, we start a little bit before India time starts, and we do stay back a little bit after India time ends, right? So we do try and keep a little bit of an overlap on both ends of the stick to exactly address that situation. Um, and there are cases when, you know, you know, if we don't understand something, we we'll reach out to the client, do a Teams call or send them an email and, and they'll get it back. The one other point that I would like to make, Lewis, in this is a lot of our clients are repeat clients, right? So over a period of time, uh, uh, we've started to understand what they want and they know what they can expect from us. So that kind of minimizes those situations where, you know, the ball gets dropped because of um, us not understanding what the client wants.
0: Let's talk about clients for a second, right? So you're talking about repeat clients and new clients. You're based in India. You have a lot of clients based in you, you know, the U.S., Europe, around the world. How do you how do you find these clients?
1: A lot of it has been through word of mouth, right? We rely on our clients to talk about our service to their folks, to friends, their family, um, other folks uh, in their business. You know, you know, we've had situations where, let's say, we started working with one person in a large company. You know, call it IBM as an example, right? And uh, they are very happy with our service. So then, you know, they might say uh, say to their colleagues in another department, right? And and that kind of that kind of word spreads around. Sometimes what happens is that folks may see slides that are designed by us, and they might ask our client, "Hey, those slides look really nice. How did you do it?" Right? Um, so there's a lot of word of mouth. Uh, the second is like everybody else. You know, we do digital marketing, um, advertising on on you know social media, content marketing, um, all of that stuff. You work with all these amazing clients. How, how do you measure success as a company? So there there are two metrics here, right? Um, obviously, you have the you have the financial metrics in terms of revenue and profitability and all of that. But but everybody does that, right? For us, what's most important is what I just said, it's can we continue to add more clients? Can we continue to get repeat business from clients? If we do that, for us, that's a fairly significant uh, measure of success. I'll just give you one very granular example. If someone, if somebody were to go on my personal LinkedIn profile, we have more than 100 endorsements on LinkedIn, right? And these endorsements are really tough to get uh, these are actual clients who've written about our service and how happy they are and, and how we've, we've helped them uh, save countless number of hours just trying to clean up, clean up presentations.
0: Let's switch to a second. I would love for, you know, you and your position, you work with a lot of amazing clients, but I'd love for you to give advice to other companies, other other potential clients out there who who might not even realize that they need your services. And so, like, the question is, you know, when you first meet a client, what would be happening at a company where maybe when you talk to them, you get a sense that, like, you're exactly in the stage of being ready for us, right? When, when, When do they need a presentation design, outsourced presentation design firm like yourself?
1: To answer that question very succinctly and simply, if they're spending a lot of time trying to beautify and format presentations, that's when they need us. That's one use case. The second use case is when clients are making investor pitch decks, or they might be making decks which they're gonna present to customers and they really need to give an impactful story. That's the other piece that we come in handy. Uh, And also for for our large clients, Uh, there are folks or or there are organizations out there that are making thousands of slides every day, right? And you have very expensive people trying to, you know, make the font aligned and and trying to to make the columns aligned and and, and trying to uh, change colors and things like that, right? And that is not a value-added time uh, when for them, when they could be doing other things, these are the two or three situations when I would say that you need somebody like Slide Express to come in and essentially take away the headache of trying to make presentations look good.
0: You know, you just made me think of something. You said earlier that Slide Express has a way that that you all build presentations, but then you but you also said that you, you work with clients sometimes that are making thousands of slides a day. I imagine this might be like an investment bank or a consulting agency that's also doing a lot of their own client meetings. Um, And I would imagine that they also have a way that they build slides. How How do you marry those two things, the slide express way and then like the client's
1: way? Okay, so that's a great question. So one, there's already a little bit of overlap between those two ways, right? So there are some tenants that we use in our slide design that for at least our client pool, we know that they would want us to use that. So I think that's one. Secondly, what typically happens is when we onboard a new client, there are uh, one or two projects. Uh, The first one or two projects is when we would kind of go a little bit back and forth, where they understand us and we understand them. right? And once we have that cadence in place, and once we have those two or three projects under our belt, then there is that melding of the Slide Express way and the client way, um, which then kind of becomes the standard for that client moving forward.
0: I want to go back to advice for other companies. You know, let, you know, there there are a handful of presentation design agencies out there. You know, let's say I, I meet a firm. To, and and you know I meet a Slide Express or a similar firm and they're like we can help you with you know your fundraising deck. What are the, what are the questions that I should be asking as a as an entrepreneur as a CEO to understand whether or not this is the right firm for me to work with?
1: Yeah, so I think I think the answer to that again is is simple. Um, I think one is you definitely want to know. How much experience do they have in making investor pitch decks, right? So investor pitch decks are uh, are their own animal in that sense, or it's 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 you know you know you know they fall into kind of a, a different universe. Uh, there's a certain style, there's a certain approach. Uh, there's a certain kind of design philosophy uh, which focuses on on getting the message across in the most clean, minimal possible way. And you want to check with them how much experience does that company have making investor pitch decks, right? You want to get references. Uh, you want to know names of companies or, or their clients for whom they've done work. And, you know, the, the last thing is I'll call the smell test, right? You want to ask them to share examples of their work. And, and you as an entrepreneur or as, uh, 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 as a founder or a co-founder of a startup company, You need to look at that and say that hey you know the bouquet that the bouquet of slides that these guys are showing me is that something that i like right is this the direction that i want to go in and if the answer to these two or three questions is yes um then i think it's the right fit i think the last piece is startups are always start for money right So you want to check and compare pricing across multiple providers.
0: Hey, do you like our show? I do too. If you want to support the startup stack, the best way to do that is by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Also, send dad jokes, or if you have them, actual good jokes, to podcast at rocketplace.com. Feel free to send us feedback there too. I'd love to talk a little bit about trends that you're seeing out there. You know, you're obviously, You know, you're in a really interesting position because you're working with all of these big companies, startups, helping them make their presentations every day, right? And you know, we've gone through COVID in 2020. Um, We're now kind of coming out of things in a certain in a certain sense. Um, You know, the vaccines have started to roll out, but you know, you're in India and and things are crazy right now. uh, you know what? What are what are you seeing out there from your clients? What are the trends that are happening right now that um, are different even from
1: a year ago? I think not just in the world of presentations, but I think the one big impact of the pandemic has been that it has actually changed uh, and been a little bit of a tailwind when it comes to digital communications, right? Even if even if we come back to normal i think remote working is here to stay i think doing meetings client meetings remotely right using zoom and teams and what have you i think is here to stay i think the amount of travel that people are going to do to meet people face to face is going to reduce right people have realized that that you know you know a lot of us who work, were work were like machines and working like robots and just Kind of going, going about our business, uh, without giving it a second thought. And, and this pandemic has allowed us to take a step back and allowed all of us to reevaluate our priorities and, and, and what we want to do, right? So as a result of which, what we are, are actually seeing is we're seeing an increasing need for digital communications, right? It starts off with presentations, but also things like infographics animations, one-pagers, right? Uh, 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 uh. Even we've had clients who've come back to us saying that, hey, you know, could you design custom Zoom backgrounds for us?
0: Well, I was going to ask you that. I, like, have the presentations changed because we're doing so many things by Zoom versus in-person? Custom Zoom backgrounds is an interesting example, but are there other things about how the presentations, like how even the like Slide Express way of doing things, has that changed? Because of everyone's doing it by, by Zoom
1: these days, uh, yeah. So I, I think the big the big change in that is I think slides today. Um, there, there's a trend towards slides today being more simple, right? Uh, when you are in a in a remote setting, you want the other person to get the message and understand the message, you know, in an easy manner. Also, there's a trend towards. Uh, making the messaging more functional. So it's clean design, it's minimal design. It's not kind of, uh, you know, the very complex slides with a lot of elements and lot of colors and things like that. And and uh, from a design standpoint, that is where things have moved. Does you,
0: you and your team, do you help with that like content reduction? Let's say a client sends you something and it's got so much stuff is that actually part of what you do? You're like, hey, you know, we think we can help you distill this message. Or or how does that collaboration
1: work? So we don't do a lot of that, Louis. Uh, we do do some of that. But uh, A, given the volume of work that we do, and B, uh, given that, uh, you know, we may reduce the content, but the client may not really be happy with what we've done, or he or she may not be looking for what we've done. Yeah. Um, we try and stay away from that our focus and our expertise is on visual design. So I would say 95% of our work is just design, formatting, cleanup. And I would say 5% of our work is where um, we do content work. Incidentally, the place that we actually do the most content work is helping co-founders and founders of startups with their pitch decks, where we'll help them write the story, we'll help them think of the structure, the messaging, uh, the content and 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 even the flow of uh, of the presentation, and then the design piece comes comes later i'd love to
0: understand you know as we've kind of worked through twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one you know what where would you say we are right now in terms of level of busyness um and just like overall business activity? would you say that you know it's busier right now than it has been in the last eighteen months or how, how you know? How would you describe activity? Uh,
1: so for us, yes, uh, uh, we are growing. We are adding more people to our team, and and we are continue to uh, and we continue to onboard clients. So uh, from that perspective, we are fairly busy, um, and and honestly, we we do see the trend continuing because uh, of of the one thing that I just told you, which was you know the increase in dig- digital communications. And you know, for us, the best client is the happy client who continues to give us more work.
0: I'd love to get some advice from you, from, from yourself. So like, if you could go back 12 years ago to when you first started Slide Express and give yourself some advice, what would be the advice you gave yourself as a budding entrepreneur?
1: I think the first thing is when we start as entrepreneurs, you know, it's the the journey starts with you as an individual person, right? So it's just you. Uh, we tend to think in a little bit of a constrained manner in terms of what we can do, or what we can achieve, or or how big we can grow, um, and and what the possibilities are um, within our business, right? So I think it's very important to have um, a large, long term vision, uh, which you know, at that point of time may think completely ludicrous, right? But having that long-term vision of of trying to scale to what you actually think may be impossible, I think that's super important. I think the other thing that's really important as a startup um, and what has helped us is being focused, uh, being laser focused on execution, right? Making sure that whether it's our internal operations, whether it's projects that we're doing for clients, whether it's recruitment, could be anything, right? Making sure that we are able to execute quickly and execute that well. Uh, The third piece, I think, is, you know, we're in the client service business. And our goal and our ethos and our philosophy uh, has been to make the lives of our clients easier, if, we, if you as an entrepreneur make the lives of your customer, could be a B2C customer, could be a B2B customer, you could be selling a product, et cetera. If you can make their life easier, uh, success is going to come to you naturally, right? Um, I think these are the three things that I would have liked to have kept in mind a little bit more at the start of my journey.
0: Ravi, thank you for the time today. It was awesome having you on the startup stack. I love hearing the story about Slide Express. I really appreciate the time. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, Uh, Louis. The pleasure is mine. And I hope that some of the pointers that I've given um, help your clients and and folks in your community.
0: Thanks again to Ravi for joining me today. To learn more about Slide Express and the work they do, check out the link to their Rocketplace profile in the show notes. The Startup
1: Stack. Written and edited by Hannah Levy. Produced by Leah Jackson.